Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 2. We're starting at the beginning of the Gospels. We did Luke yesterday. We're going to look at the first couple verses of John today. I'm going to title this, Podcaster Eats Humble Pie, and you'll see why. We're going to just bust open this introduction in John and see this glorious eternality and this godliness and this epic fight with dark and light all in just five uh, verses. We'll do more tomorrow, but five will be enough for today. You'll see what I mean. John chapter one, verse one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. This light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So let me stop there. So John chapter 1, verse 1, starts with, in the beginning, just like Genesis did. There's a lot of genesisicalness about this particular passage. It also ties into Revelation, where Jesus says that he was and is and is to come. You remember, he calls himself the Alpha and the Omega. And then we find this name by which he's called. Revelation tells tells us that Jesus, out of his own, uh, says the name by which he is called. He's called by lots of names, but one of them is the Word of God. And here we see that introduced here in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we have here three claims to deity uh, this divine self-expression. And uh, I think the, the three claims here are his eternality, his pre-existence, he was there at the beginning, his location and relationship with the Father, and then the specific claim. Um, it, it's not a claim if it's true, it's a, it, it's a fact. So you can't even get past verse 1 of John before he claims Jesus, claims to be God. And uh, so don't say he wasn't never claimed to be God. Verse 2, he was with God. In the beginning, he was with uh, God. And then he, then he gets busy. So he, there's this awesomeness of him. And then one of the things is, is he, then he kind of gets busy. He's got this self-expression. Imagine if we had a God that was not self-expressive and just him and the Father and the Spirit were eternally existing and satisfied with that, I guess. I'm not saying that there's a, there's a divine dissatisfaction, but I'm just saying one of the aspects of divineness here is that he's going to express He's going to create, verse 3, all things were made through him. So he makes stuff. First of all, he's creative. Secondly, he has the ability. Thirdly, he, he 
gives us, you know, sort of these building blocks. He is God, as I heard this said the other day, that he is the original content creator, you know, like on the internet. Without him, nothing gets made. In Colossians, it says that in him, all things hold together. So not only is it made by him, the fact that the world doesn't explode and your your atoms hold together and all, there's some part ingredient there that it's the Lord holding everything together. And then then he then verse four, then he says, in him was life. So now there's more. So it's not just stuff. I'm just not making objects and granite and stuff. Now I'm gonna make life. He's the giver of life. And I was thinking about the amount of money, which is more than a dollar, billions of dollars, trillions of dollars, the search for life on other planets. As I speak here today, there's three rovers on the planet Mars right now, and they're all doing one thing. They are searching for life. Actually, what they're doing is they're even going a step backwards, is they're searching for the stuff of life. They're searching for the building blocks of life, which as we know it, uh, talks a lot about uh, water. So what about our planet? Are we searching for the for he who gave life to our planet? Like, we know we have life on our planet. Okay, so where did that come from? Let's not, I mean, we, we're not taking it for granted on Mars. Why are we taking it for granted on our planet? Maybe we should fund NASA to, to help us. And then verse 5. So the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So now we see this this introduction of this conflict. It's like this opening of a movie of good and evil. In fact, all the movies, adventure movies you ever watched were about good and evil and how far the darkness goes and how far the light goes. And here we say the darkness is, in a sense, trying to overcome the light and the light is is shining into it and pushing it back. So this epic conflict is is uh, being introduced. So the this God that we talked about and the stuff and the expression of the God is being made manifest. He's not just staying put. He's going into the darkness. He's to the thirsty. He's going to give water. Okay. So let me wrap this up. I'm eating humble pie today, but. The genesisicality of this is being recalled. We have another section here of the Bible that talks about Jesus as being primary creator of all this stuff. So it reminds me of Genesis, and it recalls that, and it's con- and also then looking forward, it connects with Revelation and his full definition of himself. I appreciate the Lord is eternal. I appreciate that he's a word in the sense that he's expressing, he's communicating, he's doing stuff, he's creating, he's being creative, so that he didn't stay there. In a sense, he's being evangelical. He's confronting the void. He's confronting wordlessness. He's confronting stufflessness, lifelessness, and lightlessness. So this story started a long time ago. It's history, your story. And think about this, yours, if you want to do it egotistically, your story started a long time ago, long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away before time and place and location even existed. So this is bigger than us. And all this stuff possibly here 
Hold on. It's made with us in mind. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.